Welcome to episode 32 of the Lovecraft Tapes, an actual play Call of Cthulhu 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20.net. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Dan Williams. Hmm. You know what? It feels like it's been a while since I've been here. Gabe is Roy Arroyo. I've just been getting angrier all the times. And Brian as Samantha Blaine and Jack Whiteside. Uh, what, what? What's my identity? I guess we're going to find that out. So how's everybody doing tonight? What are we eating and drinking? Um, I'm drinking beer. Got some high quality H2O. Ain't anything like a nice tall glass of water. You could be drinking a uh, rhubarb lambic that my brother and I brewed last summer called Murder in the Rhubarb. I haven't tried it yet. Nope. This is actually the first test bottle that I'm trying here. And uh, hopefully it doesn't suck. I'll let you know. <laughs> Let's hope. It's been a year. If we hear gagging noises, we know something's going either really wrong or really right. I do have some uh, very strange floaties in here. Ooh. Zip. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's more of a stew than a beer. (laughs) Well, before we begin tonight's adventure, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Good morning, Bill. Hey, what a wonderful day it is, Phil. Say, Phil. Yeah, Bill? How do you feel about them small-town motels? I do not like those small-town motels one bit, sir. Do not like them. Mm Mm-mm. Well, Phil, what if I were to tell you that there was a small-town motel like no other? Eh, go on. It's a motel that solves all those usual nasty motel problems. I'm listening, Bill. You see, Phil, this motel is not the least bit stuffy, hot, or uncomfortably humid. This motel is open, breezy, airy, And best of all, they've done the hard work of removing any notion of personal privacy for you. Say, Phil, how do you feel about screen doors? Screen doors? Love them. Couldn't live without them. Best invention since sliced bread. If I could trade my wife in for one of them new Pickford Model 2110s, I would in a heartbeat. (laughs) 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 Now, seriously, if y'all want to trade, call me up. Well, Phil, this inn is figuratively made up of nothing but, yet this, screen doors. Well, hot diggity dog, Bill. Just what is this luxurious palace, this this king's home away from home, this... Uh, motel? Motel called! Why, Phil, this is nothing other than the Screen Door Inn. Screen Door Inn? Oh, you had my attention, Bill, but now you have my interests. Okay, Phil, I want you to picture this. Oh, you know I am, Bill. Screen Door Doors. Screen door walls, screen door ceilings, screen door screens over the windows. Heck, the whole place is shaped like one big screen door. Whoo! There's a lot of screen doors, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was uh, kind of kidding about that last one. Screen door screens over the windows. Whoo! What kind of idiot would fall for that one? Well, you got me, good Bill. Say, where's this uh, screen door paradise happen to be located? The one and only screen door inn is uh, located in the lovely little hamlet of Leland, Texas. Oh, go figure. Heavenly place such as that would exist right here in the heart of God's good country. Amen to that, Phil. Amen. Look, folks, if you're like me and Phil here, we know that when you travel, you want only the best accommodations. Sure do, Bill. Sure do. Unfortunately, though, screen door in ain't that. It is, however, the only motel in town, so they really don't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So come on down to the screen door in Leland, Texas. We'll be waiting because uh, we know that you ain't got any other none choice. Good night, folks, and uh, thanks for listening. Ah, yeah, God bless. 
And we're back. I missed when we didn't have sponsors. Yeah, remember those days when we didn't have any sponsors at all? No, I really don't remember those days. I still don't get how Origel is our sponsor. I see hot. So tonight we are going to begin a brand new scenario called Chapter 5 Hell House. Oh, boy. Roadhouse. Uh, Hell House. Yeah, it's got Patrick Swayze in it. <laughs> and Meatloaf, of course. Is this a Monster House reboot? It's the R-rated Monster House reboot. Before we begin, uh, we do need to go ahead and perform a development phase. So if you would mind bringing up your development phase cheat sheet, then we can go through each character. And we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Roy Arroyo. Uh, Gabe's character first. Okay, so we got library use, persuade, and spot hidden. What you're going to do is you're going to roll a D100 for each of these. So we'll start with library use. And what you want to do is if you roll over a 60, but not equal to, then you can increase that skill. So you need a 60 or above. I got a 100. Uncheck library use. And then you're going to roll a D10 and increase your library use by whatever the D10 says. Well, now I just hit a hundred. I'm probably gonna need a one. Nine. Nice, dude. You can bump that up to 69. <laughs> That's the sex number. I'm not sure what any of that means. Do the same thing with persuade. So you need a f uh, over a 50. So uncheck that, but you're not gonna increase it because you, you missed out. So spot hidden now. Yep, and spot hidden over a 70. 58. So no go there, uncheck it, and you're done with yours. So what we're gonna do is um, go ahead and take a look at your key connection. Your key connection was a afraid of frogs yeah so and so i don't think that you performed any kind of actions in this last scenario that would have specifically uh, addressed this issue do you guys agree with that right i'd say yeah so we're gonna go ahead and skip that 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 is gaining sanity through self-help i just don't think that's gonna be the case but you're at 60 right now so you're actually at your maximum so you didn't really do anything recovering luck go ahead and do the same thing uh so what you want to do is roll a d100 you have to roll over an 18 that shouldn't be too hard gabe got a 72 so you're gonna go ahead and roll a d1 d10 and you're gonna increase your luck by seven so that gets you up to 25 let me do some math here some some quick math. Um, yep. Time's up. Your math wasn't quick enough. And the last thing is we're going to check your credit rating. Um, and basically this is just change your status in life more or less by the things that happened during the last scenario. And, and the same sort of thing. So you're going to roll D100. 72. Then you can go ahead and add one D10. Five. Bump your credit rating up to 55. And then we're going to do training. And I'm going to go ahead and allow this. So what you can do is pick a skill. Any skill. Firearms, handgun. So go ahead and roll a D100. Awesome. Got a two. Unfortunately, all of your study uh, did not increase firearms. So. That's a critical fail and you die. In my training, I shot myself. No guns for you. So Dan, let's do, let's do you, buddy. Run top to bottom. Let's start with my spot hidden. I need to roll over a 48. Hey, and I cleared it by two. That's a 50. Which means I then roll my D10, and I get 10 additional points to my spot hidden. Brings me up to 58. Uh, next is my listen. I need a 60, over a 61, and I hit 49, so I'm not better at listening. And last but not least, firearms handgun. I have a 40, and I hit 96, which means I get to add three to my firearm handgun which puts me at 43 that makes sense too because you did so spectacularly in that last adventure uh-huh uh sanity my key connection is gunshots and i did in fact have to shoot my gun last time yeah okay that's good then so we can say that it bolstered you potentially so you're gonna go ahead and make a sanity roll oh and you failed it wasn't exactly enough to give you great confidence in it but uh we know that you increased your skill slightly so that's 
probably good. Maybe you shake your hands shake a little less. The PTSD thing uh, isn't bothering you so much these days. Cool. Recover luck. 90. Nice. So roll D10. Nine. Very nice. That takes you up to 65. Which makes sense considering, yeah, considering how well I did last. I got really lucky with that one critical that I hit on that dimensional shambler. All right, let's go ahead and do your credit rating, and you do not want to roll a one, two, or three. Oy, yeah. Um, let's see how well this goes. 73, I am at 40. So crank it up another D10. By a whole 10. So your credit rating is at 50 now? Yep, everybody's is. Starting my own detective business has paid off. I am my own boss. I make thousands of dollars a week by sitting home posting links on Google. Here's how you can too. <laughs> Dan, you can go ahead and mark this on your sheet. Your spending level is now $1,000. Oh, nice. Your cash is $5,000. And your assets are $500,000. That's a hell of a bump from where my credit rating was. That's a huge bump. We know that your character is undergoing some changes. Aw, you're growing up. Hit puberty. And last thing is training. So pick a skill that you think you might like to potentially learn. I'm going to stick to my guns from the last episode and say that I'm going to improve my library use rule by spending a lot of time at the library learning how to use the library. Nerd. <laughs> I'm spending time at the library. I need over a 20, which shouldn't be hard. Good luck. Ha! And I got a 26. Go roll that D10. And I am now six points better at using the library. I finally found the self-help section without anyone else's help. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for development phase. So uh, any questions about that? I say we rock and roll. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. With Stuart Portman's evil book finally destroyed and the dimensional shambler defeated, the steady tempo of normal life resumes its pace. Except, everything seems different now. You've seen too much. Know too much. It's as if someone lifted a corner of a backdrop at a play, revealing activity backstage you've always suspected but never fully witnessed. And then the gap closes again, ending your brief glimpse of other worlds. For Samantha... This realization may have been too much. She spends hours, days, weeks studying ancient tomes either at the library or locked away in the study at Blaine Manor. The time she spends with Dan dwindles, consisting of listless meals and sporadic forced conversation. He shrinks at the glassy fervor in her eyes. It's as if she is looking through him. He keeps telling himself she just needs time to heal, time to get over her father's disappearance and the tragedy of the Davies family. They've ceased mentioning their engagement or planning for an eventual wedding day. For his part, Dan throws himself into work. He decides to leave his post at the university, instead opening a small detective agency in downtown Arkham. It is early days, and he's forced to take on cases of missing dogs, lost purses, and one case of spying on a deadbeat dad who liked to gamble in an illegal casino just out of town. He's getting handy at taking photos from afar. Roy was pretty shaken by Caitlin Davies' suicide and decides to take a short leave of absence from the Bureau. He packs up the family, heading south to Florida for a couple weeks, reveling in the joyous rapture of children at Disney. Greta's stoic and stern demeanor melts under the southern sun, and there are nights of wine and roses he'd have thought they'd outgrown by now. Evidently not. When he returns to Massachusetts, he goes quietly back to work without touching base with either Dan or Samantha. He needs more time before reopening that book to the next chapter of their relationship. 
The summer slips away to be replaced by a cool, familiar autumn wind blowing dead leaves down the empty streets of Arkham at night. And now we continue, episode 32. It is 10 a.m., Friday morning, October 20th. Roy. Yeah. You're sitting at your desk, sipping coffee and sifting through a mountain of paperwork related to a boring case of check fraud that took place in Bangor when you get notifications on phone and email requesting you immediately report to Assistant Director Skinner's office, one floor up. I get that reference. Damn it, Scully. I didn't even do anything. I'll head upstairs. As you walk to the elevator, you notice that some co-workers at desks adjacent to yours are sort of giving you the eye. And a couple of them are sort of nodding and grinning at you. I'll, um... Just kind of keep going. I'm just going to ignore them. You pop into the elevator and uh, you see someone heading from upstairs. Who is it? Bugsy? Is that you? Hey, Roy, what you doing here? I know you work here, but... I was called upstairs by that nerd. Oh, Skinner. Oh, jeez. I know. Yeah, good luck with that one, huh? Yeah, Seymour. So what are you doing this weekend? Anything? I don't know. Thank God it's Friday, am I right? Yeah, I know. I was going to hang out at home, but... Literally anything ever would be better than that, so if you want to do something, we should. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you want to go get some beers down at the uh, sports bar? Oh, yeah. You know, they got that new screen door in. Oh, God, yeah, I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Hey, it's going to be an event, man. We got to take it out. Take out the screen door? He puts a finger gun up to his head. You mean take him out? Yeah, man, you know. Make him get some repairs. Well, uh, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, meet you there around, uh, what time you get out here? About 5.30? Yeah. All right, I'll be down there. I'll meet you at the bar. Alright, I'll see you there, bud. After I park the car. In Harvard Yard, perhaps? It's a long walk. And, uh, yeah, good luck up there, buddy. Oh, thanks. You know how he is. He kind of looks at you weird and moves off. And you're in the elevator. I'll hit the button. So you you head up to the second floor and walk up to uh, Assistant Director Skinner's office. I'll knock on it and then just kind of walk in. As soon as you knock, you do hear a muffled voice telling you to enter. When you open the door, you're greeted with the serene yet serious visage of your supervisor, Sharon Skinner. She sits behind her desk, arctic blue eyes locked on yours. A man stands next to the window across the room. The morning sunlight streams in, making it difficult to discern his features, but you can tell he's watching you. Have a seat, agent. Skinner indicates one of the two chairs placed in front of her desk. Which chair do I sit in? Ooh, that's up to you, buddy. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Left or right? If you choose the left chair, go to page 17. If you pick the right chair, continue on to the next page. I'll take the right chair, and I'll sit down. How is the uh, case going with that uh, check fraud? I'll jump up, and I'll sit in the left chair. All right, ask your new question. How is the uh, check fraud investigation going? Both chairs lead to the same question? I just rephrased it. Uh, It's going fine. Check fraud's boring, and you should be using me for way better things because I'm awesome. But, you know, I'm going to get this guy. Well, you know, I think that's exactly what should happen. Uh, You're being wasted on that case. I'm moving you to a new one. Yeah, it's about time. Something with your peculiar skill set. Who am I shooting? Will be of more advantage. Someone hijacked a large shipment of screen doors. I know just the partner for that one. (laughs) She uh, pulls out a a folder from her desk and uh, opens it up and then slides a piece of paper across to you. And she says, uh, we've had a strange case reported to us this morning, and I think you're exactly the person to to take a look at it. And she hands you handout number one, which I'm going to show to the players. 
Yeah, and go ahead and read that for the uh, listeners. Haunted House, Death Ruled Suicide. The death of Leland woman Kelly Landrum has been ruled a suicide by the Angelina County coroner. Landrum, 25, was taken to Lufkin Memorial Hospital on October 16th after being founded by fellow volunteers at the Halloween haunted house organized by the Leland Free and Evangelical Church. Landrum died from her injuries before reaching the hospital. Pastor Ted Weaver told the Leland Chronicle, Miss Landrum was more troubled than any of us knew. If we had seen the signs, we could have helped her before she made this terrible decision. While scripture is unambiguous on the subject of suicide everyone at the church is praying for those who loved kelly funeral services have been arranged for october 23rd in leland and this is a an article published in the morning's uh, leland chronicle in texas east texas and uh, this was uh, published uh, october 20th this morning assistant director skinner says uh well there's something that should be of even more interest to you. That I'm going to actually get to talk to the real director, not just the assistant. Ooh, snap. I like it. I like it. You're very saucy. Oh, you know. You're like Taco Bell fire sauce. You're just as good. You know what you're getting when you hire me, Roy Arroyo. Here's the problem. We Shortly after this article appeared, we received communication from the victim's old boyfriend, Officer Martinez, who took pictures of the body and it showed an eerily familiar pentagram carved on her inner thigh. Oh, Martinez, looking at the thighs, you know it. If I'm not mistaken, that is similar to the Charles Blaine case. I recall. The victims at the Contented Cow also had pentagrams carved in certain places. If you'll remember, I wasn't there. I know, I know, but you've been assigned to look at that case, and this may be a lead to help you break that case, since uh, you have not made too much progress with it. Well, I don't have much to go on here. All I get here is criticisms. Well, we're here to stop that. We're going to take you off of the unimportant cases, but more importantly, we've decided to partner you up. I don't need partners. Agent, I'd like you to meet your new partner, Jack Whiteside. And that is the person standing at the window. Mr. Arroyo, it's nice to meet you. Not even going to give me Bugsy or Petunia or someone awesome I could work with? You're going to make a new guy? Hire a new guy for this? I know this could be awkward, Roy, but just give it a chance. I've got some experience that you might be able to use. You couldn't even bring in Dan for this? I mean, come on. Assistant director, he's not even listening to me. Now, now, Roy, calm down. Here's what's going to happen. We've already arranged a private jet to fly you out this afternoon to fly to Leland, Texas to investigate this further along with Agent Whiteside, who will be acting as your exact equal. Oh, ma'am. You know I'm in charge. I wouldn't say exact. I don't have any kids. So I'd like you, the two of you to figure this out for us. I'm sure there must be a connection to Charles Blaine. So do what you need to do in the next few hours. The plane will be leaving at uh, 4 p.m. Be there at the hangar. Thank you, ma'am. You're dismissed. I'll walk out into the hallway and talk to Whiteside. Roy, Roy, hold on a second. I just have a question for you. Don't you know the Blaines pretty well? Yeah, I do. What's your take on this? My take on it is that that family shouldn't be as involved in this as they are. That's so funny. I'm thinking the same thing. Now let me make one thing clear, Whiteside. This is my case. I know it. I've been working on it. I'm in charge. I'm just here to help in any way and every way that I can. I didn't need it then. I don't need it now. Well, you got me, so you might as well use me. We'll see about that, won't we? I believe we will. See you today at the hangar. 
See you then. I'll see you then. That dick always gets the last word. (laughs) I always get the last word. Dan, you're sitting at the kitchen table at Blaine Manor, sipping coffee and sifting through numerous emails on your laptop related to requests to find wayward cats, coupons for fish tacos, and unclaimed rewards from Nigerian princes. Ooh, I want to respond to that. (laughs) It's a distraction, of course. You're just biding time before talking to Samantha. Once the coffee cup is empty, you rinse it in the sink and then go down the hall where you know she's locked herself in the study to read some godforsaken book. Um, first, I'm going to knock on the door and then I'm going to grab the handle and kind of check to make sure it's unlocked. Because I know she does like to, in fact, lock the door shut while she's in there reading. It is locked. I'm going to knock on the door again. Um, Sam, honey, can you open the door, please? I need to talk to you. Or not. I'm going to reach on top of the door frame, grab the spare key, and just unlock it myself, and then walk in. Don't come in. It's actually bolted. There's a little chain lock now has been installed on the other side. Sam, honey, we, I, I need to talk to you. I'm very busy. I'll, I'll talk to you in, in, in about an hour. In about an hour, Dan. This is, this is important, okay? I, I... This is important, Dan. In about an hour, okay? Just, just give me an hour. Fine. I'll be back in one hour. So I'm going to leave the door cracked open, not going to close it all the way, and I'm going to start checking the business email account again just to see if there's anything worth my time right now. There really isn't. You're growing a little impatient. I'm going to immediately just go back and open the door again. Uh, it's been a- Dan, I said an hour. I know that you've been really involved in your your books and your research, but I really think that we need to talk. Dan, I think we're beyond talk. Honestly, I have to focus on this. You have your thing. I have my thing. I think we should maybe leave it at that. Can I please just come in? I'll, I promise I'll make this quick, okay? I just need to get something off my chest. Just just tell me from where you're at. You know that I started my own detective agency, and while things haven't been going incredibly well, I just landed a really big case, and I think it's going to be really good for my business. Unfortunately, the case is not here in Arkham. I'm going to have to leave town for, for about a week or so just figured you'd want to know i'm we don't really see much of each other but i'm sorry i missed that part what what, what were you doing what your business is going well yeah yeah uh landed a big case i'm gonna have to leave town for a week or so okay so a couple weeks that sounds good yeah uh just figured you should know i mean you're normally locked in there all the time uh but just you know don't forget to eat what oh yeah yep have a good trip uh, yeah. Bye, Dan. Bye. Can you shut the door, please? Yeah, of, of course. I'm going to close the door and then head up to my room and uh, start packing a bag. Jack, you arrive at the airport hangar early, but Roy is already waiting. He seems quite punctual. Nearby, the private jet is already warming the engines. You're lucky that my friend Bugsy sent me off. Got me in a lot better mood than I would have been. Hey, I don't need to hear anything about your personal life. Uh-huh. If you want to keep it strictly professional, I'm okay with that. Do I seem like the guy that keeps it strictly professional? Strictly ballroom. Honestly, I don't really know you that well, but I think by the end of this trip, we're going to be knowing each other better than you want. Well, that's pretty creepy. That's what happens when you're hanging out with Jack. Mihoff. I thought that this was work. I'll take my pants off. Oh, I'll tell you what, on the way over here, I had the most trouble I've ever had getting out of that stupid hotel. Who would put a screen door on a hotel room door? Do not 
talk ill of Scream. I busted the shit out of that thing. Wait, wait a minute. Are we best friends now? You don't know now? where I could buy one, do you? I gotta replace that before they charge me. Oh, never mind. You replace them, little loser. I just don't know where to shop for one. I know a good few places. Do you? You wouldn't by chance want to share, would you? There's one right in the airport we're going to be landing in. Ah, oh, yes, the lovely local airport screen door shop. Everyone knows about that. It's right by the duty-free shop. It's not like they could put, I don't know, like a Cinnabon or a coffee shop. Nope, they put in a friggin' screen door store. Those those Texans are just something special. Where the hell is that voice coming from? Is that the pilot talking? <laughs> You don't get it. It's a Facebook. Your Facebook is loud, Roy. Well, you know what? I have loud friends. You can deal with it. All right. Well, sorry telling you my troubles. I was just wondering if maybe you could help. At this point, the co-pilot comes out of the plane and uh, calls you over to the cargo hold where he wants to store your bag. Why aren't you flying the plane? It's a two-person job. Not even in the damn plane yet, Roy. <laughs> is, that, is that all you got for bags? Yeah. I mean, are you judging my bag levels? Now, were these in your possession the entire time? No one else packed your bags for you? Yeah, they're mine. Well, I guess my wife, like, did it, but... Wait, 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 wait. Your wife? Her name wouldn't happen to be Greta, would it? Yeah, it is. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I work for the Bureau, too, so... How do you know my wife? I also have a job as a mailman. Those last four kids, Will. Wait, I have more than four kids? Yeah, the the mute ones, the ones whose legs don't work. All right, well, here, I'll take your bags and toss them in. You guys go ahead and get on board. This was a nice plane. You'd have workers for that, but okay, here you go. So the co-pilot takes your overnight bags and stows them in the cargo hold. You ascend the narrow staircase into the dim cabin and are given a curt nod from the pilot before taking your seats. As you secure your seat belts and the cabin door is closed, you hear a voice from a shadowy figure seated near the rear of the aircraft. Shut that Facebook up, Roy. Jack, I think they're gonna 9-11 us. Too soon. Dan, what do you say? Well, 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 if this isn't Mr. Screen Doors himself. You know this person, Roy? Yeah, that's Dan. He's my eighth best buddy in the whole world. Oh, I moved up a couple of positions. I'm doing good this week. I know. It's because you have good with guns, my man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you Dan, the fiancé to Samantha Blaine? Dan, let me introduce you. This is an asshole who thinks he knows everyone. Does your asshole who knows everyone have a name, or do I just call him that asshole who knows everyone? My name is Special Agent Whiteside. Your parents gave you the first name Special Agent? That seems a little odd. As far as you're concerned, yes. Well then, Special Agent Whiteside. I believe you may be a suspect in our investigation. Dan, you know how, like, I'm cool and stuff? Yeah. He's, like, he isn't. Oh, damn. Well, this is gonna be a much more interesting trip than I imagined. Ah, for you and me both. I'm glad we're all getting along. I wouldn't say getting along. Why, you're mean. I've opened up to you in the last minute and a half. You just called me a dick. No, I didn't. I know, thinks he knows everybody. I did not call you that. Well, that's what I heard inside my head. Well, I said asshole, so get it right. I figure we uh, might want to exchange a few words before we get off the ground. I think we already did. Hey, do you want to see the gun that I stashed on board? I mean, I haven't heard a whole lot about what we're doing. Um, your uh, assistant director, what's what's her name? Skinner, rang me up and uh, said that she wanted to offer me a chance to work with you guys on this. Interesting. Something about it being related to what happened at the Contented Cow up in New Hampshire. I gave her that idea. Oh, that was, that was you. Yeah. I mean, like, so I, when they gave me this jerk, I was like, hey, how about Dan? And I guess she took it, so I'm taking credit. Thanks a lot, Roy. You're getting kind of sick of, of finding people's lost 
cats and dogs and spying on deadbeat dads who gamble away their kids' college funds at out-of-town illegal casinos. Hey, that's a lot of fun. Don't judge those dads. Other than that, I haven't really heard a whole lot about what's going on. Uh, Anything you guys can tell me before we head down there? Well, most of that's classified, as I'm sure you can understand. But what is it you do for a living? I am a private investigator. His wife sucks. (laughs) So no longer a security guard at the college, I take it. Things were kind of slow. I'm going to jot down in a notebook in updated information. So, yeah. Things things ended up being a little slow. The college, not exciting enough, you know. I felt like... Good sentence structure right there, I tell you. <laughs> I don't see you doing any kind of rant. Oh, wait. I English no goodly. Um, while they're talking to each other, I'm going to text Sam. I'm going to text Sam and say, guess who I'm with? You do not get a response. I thought Sam liked me. You know, if you're trying to get a hold of Sam, I wouldn't bother. She's gone head deep into a bunch of weird books. Like, I'm talking about my life kind of level books, Roy. You, you know what I'm talking about. Um, well, I'd like it if you didn't look at my phone while I'm using it, but I'm pretty sure that me and Sam were always a little closer than you and her ever were. I was engaged to her. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure I have you beat. Yeah, but we hated each other until the last five minutes. You know, some days there's just no arguing with you, Roy. I think that's most days. Yeah, okay, we'll go, well, most days there's... I've only known him for seven hours and I don't like to argue with him. That's because I'm so good at it. You might want to write that down in your little notebook. I believe you may be right, Danny. Wow, you're calling him Danny. So you guys are what, besties now? So what's the uh, flight time on this flight here? When are we going to arrive? It's only going to take a couple hours. And uh, you guys should be landing. You're actually meeting Officer Martinez at the airport. He's going to take you to the hotel. We're flying to Texas from Maine? Boston. Actually. That's Massachusetts. A couple hours in a private jet. Yeah, that's kind of unusual because if this were a run-of-the-mill investigation, you might have had to take a commercial. But for whatever reason, Skinner bumped it up. Well, it looks like this must be an important investigation. Yeah, we know. I don't know a whole lot. Mr. Secret Agent over there won't tell me anything. Well, it's because you don't know a lot because you couldn't understand it, and also because he's a jerk. Danny, come here a minute. Come sit by me. Look, we're partners. You don't need to collude against me. Not colluding with anybody, just talking to a friendly face on the plane. Oh, you weren't going to ask if we could throw them out together, because I was all for that. He doesn't like you, Jack. Nobody likes you. I'm going to walk over and sit down in the chair Roy, across the aisle. are you two years old or something? I know I am, but what are you? Welcome to working with Roy Arroyo. You never get used to it. So, Dan, I just, I just wanted to check with you. What got you into the investigation business? Well, my ex-fiancé kind of dragged me into this... Ex-fiancé? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. She's frigid. Thank you, Roy. Boy, that, that Roy can talk. Can he not talk? Yeah. Oh, you are. You should see some of his Facebook posts, man. Whew. He posts the weirdest thing. You want to hear something funny, though? What? I like him. He talks like it is. He says what he means. I like him. Oh, just wait. <laughs> oh, I'm in for it. I know. Yes. Yes, you are. So back to you. Back to you. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. So my ex-girlfriend kind of dragged me into this looking for her dad after an incident that happened up in New Hampshire. Mr. Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the contented cop. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of ended up in the middle of something very, very strange involving uh, an old book and ketamine and... 
people being kidnapped and raped and yeah i read that i read that file that roy submitted the name of that book was my life i believe yeah it was and it did some weird things to people yeah i've seen similar and i've seen worse me and roy we we took care of it chucked it down a well with a stick of lit dynamite next to it that's probably going to do it with just about anything. Uh, that was after we were attacked by something from a different dimension. Whoa, so what do you mean by that? I usually try and stay away from this because when I start talking about it, people think I'm crazy. Danny, I'm going to give you a little tip here. Yeah? Nothing that you can tell me or show me is going to make me think that you're crazy. You have a piece of paper I can borrow real quick? I'll, I'll draw you up a quick sketch. Absolutely. Here, use my notebook. So I'm going to uh, quickly sketch up the dimensional shambler and then hand it back to him. Judas Priest. Yeah. What the hell is that? For my research, it's called a dimensional shambler. And it came after dimensional us. Dimensional Yeah, when we, we uh, lit the dynamite set it next to the book. It just kind of shimmered into existence. And there was a big gun battle. Me and Roy shooting and... That's a pretty damn good drawing. Thanks. I'll tell you that right now. Why don't you sign that for me? Uh, sure. That way when you're famous, I'll have a... I have something I can rip out and sell. I hand the notebook back to him. Uh, autograph it and hand it back. So you saw one of these in real life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not something that you forget. I've only heard about them in tales. I've never actually seen them. Oh, yeah, I've them. seen them and fought them. They are nasty, nasty motherfuckers. Well, it sounds like you're going to be real useful on this trip. Say, there's one thing that I've noted. It's that uh, army training is really, really helpful when you're fighting creatures from another dimension. That's... <laughs> I'd say you'd probably have a little bit more in you than army training if you're fighting that kind of beast. That and a whole lot I did of most of it. I'm sorry, what was that, Roy? I did most of it. I'm awesome. You did the beast? Yeah. I don't think that helps. Oh, it, it helped. It distracted it. That is something that I can't even imagine. Pretty sure he missed most, if not all, of his shots. I tell you what, let's let him have his glory. He's a good man at heart, I can tell. I've, I've, I've studied him, I've read up. I, I know he means well. I even tried the screen door approach. Went right for the screen door approach, huh? For some reason, it did not work. Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to take a small nap for about a half an hour before we get there, so I wake up refreshed and ready to go. Good idea. It was a pleasure meeting you, Danny. Yeah, we will hopefully not end up anywhere too nasty, Mister Special Agent. I'll tell you what. If we are, I'm hiding behind you. Yep, yep. I brought Sally with Sounds me. Sounds like you can handle oh. yourself. Me and Sally can handle just about anything. Sally? Who's Sally? Oh, uh, Sally. Uh, she's the, uh, my colt I, I earned during my army days. You got a pony? Who owns a pony? I mean, come on. Oh, no, I own a whole horse and pony show. Well, I, I don't want to see that right now, but I got $20 for at the hotel later. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my gimp mask. Bring out the gimp. The safe word is... <laughs> oh, bondage is always funny. It's never not funny. <laughs> All right, Danny. We'll get briefed when we get there, I'm sure. Or debriefed, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'm keeping mine on. I wear whitey tidies. I'm watching you, Roy. This is your pilot. We're going to be landing in Leland, Texas in just about 45 minutes. If you're going to get some shut-eye, you probably want to do it right about now. And you have a, I hope you had a pleasant flight, and thank you for choosing Nowhere Airlines. I'd like a number four with a, a large diet coke all right danny well i'm gonna take a quick nap <laughs> hey dan <laughs> roy dan, dan what um, roy when we get to leland are we gonna stay at the screen door inn which is a real thing your agency is the one who who booked the reservations i was just asked to come along because contented cow apparently factors into this somehow oh oh okay 
And actually, Roy knows that uh, the agency did not choose a place to stay, but is rather relying on the locals to choose a place for you. And that's why you're meeting Officer Martinez. Green door in. All right, let's go ahead and fade the scene there, and we're going to be landing the plane now. So as you guys touch on the tarmac and pull into the private hangar, the door opens and pilot goes out and co-pilot departs and they meet you at the end of the staircase and you can see there's a patrol car with a uh, nice looking young man standing next to it he's uh he's sort of leaning up against the car uh just a you know maybe a few yards away from where the plan uh has landed outside the outside the hangar hey marty well how y'all doing i'm aaron martinez you guys must be the bureau folks yeah we're here well nice to meet you pleasure to meet you aaron well you too uh what's your name my name's Special Agent Whiteside. All right, Special Agent. Is that is that Special your first name and Agent your middle name? Mm-hmm. I like this guy. See, I told you everyone hates you. And, and how about you, young man? Uh, you don't look like you're with the FBI at all. No, I'm Dan Williams. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Outside contractor they brought in because of uh, related experience. Ooh, that sounds fancy, contractor. So, you're the sicko that was looking at all the girls' thighs, huh? Oh, well, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, let's not get into it right now, but uh, uh, before I take you over to the screen door in, would you like, guys, are you guys hungry at all? You want to get some some food on the way? I mean, I hear Texas has some pretty great barbecue. We do, we do, we do, but uh, I'll tell you what, uh, my brother owns a little bit of a taco shop just down the way. Jack, are you hungry? I could eat. All right, so we're not hungry. We're good. Let's just go to the inn. All right, well, we'll stop and get something uh, just uh, on the way, and then we'll head on straight to the inn because uh, there's a couple things I want to show you. But uh, why don't you all pile in the car here? You can hop in the patrol car. Don't let the don't let the bars in the back window bother you none. Uh, not the first time. I'll sit in the front with you if you don't mind. Shotgun. I'm sorry, Roy, but uh, Mr. Uh, Special Agent here, he, he called it first. No, he said, I'll sit in the front with you if you don't mind. That's not shotgun. Roy, just get in the back of the car, please. No, I've been in the back too many times. I only have bad memories from it. Officer Martinez piles into the car and lets you guys load up your bags in the in the trunk. When you're ready, we can we can. We're going to resolve this the manly way. You two are going to play rock, paper, scissors. I'm already in the front seat, Danny. I'll shoot him in the face and take Damn it. Damn it, Roy, put your gun away. <laughs> I'm going to lean over and shake Aaron's hand and say, my name's Jack, by the way. Hey, Jack, it's good to make you acquaintance. I love acquaintance. I do, too. Almost as good as quinine, you know what I'm saying? To get the mosquitoes off. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? We use citronella where I'm from. Yeah, that was uh, pretty disturbing what uh, happened to Kelly there. Once you, you give us, once you give us your uh, your recollection. Well, you know, it's uh, you know, I uh, he's telling you this as he's driving. You know, it's uh, you know, I used to date Kelly. I don't know if you know that or not. It's kind of a small town, and that, this is where she's from, and. You know, she and I, we back in high school, but that was a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? That was like, I can't remember how old I am, but that was a little while ago. You know, she she, she kind of fell in with a bad crowd. She was kind of getting into like drinking and drugs and stuff, and I, I just ain't down for that. So I, I kind of had to pull away. And back in high school? Back in high school, I pulled out. No, no I didn't. Yes, I, yes, I did. No, I didn't. We all went on our separate ways, and I hadn't heard from her, her in a while. I heard that she got in some bad stuff, but she was trying to pull her life back together, and that's when she joined up with the uh, with the church. What can you tell me about this church? 
Is it a church that particularly meets at nighttime, perhaps? No, it's not the church at night. That's a whole different thing. Are they Scientologists? No, not Scientology. No, okay, so it's not that bad of a thing. You're thinking of California, man. You, you know what I'm saying? No, uh, but it, uh, it's the uh, it's the free evan- evangelical church. Pastor Ted Weaver, he owns it. Why am I occasion all of a sudden? I don't know. I gotta get back to Texas. You know what I'm saying? Nice big bowl of gumbo. I think I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah, a couple y'alls here and there. One thing I do know is nothing's free. Hey, Ted Weaver, I know that name. Did he murder that girl in that haunted house? Was that the deal? She killed herself in front of everybody. I mean, it's there's no there's no if ands or buts about that. Ted's just the pastor down there, and don't get me wrong, I think he's sleazy as all get out. What's worse is my boss is his brother, Chief Weaver, and that's the reason I contacted y'all, because he was going to, like, just cover this stuff up. I mean, the whole pentagram thing? Sweep it right under the rug. There's more to it there. And as he as he pulls up to the screen door in, he's like, uh, well, come on inside. I got your, your rooms all set up here. You, you guys don't mind uh, separate rooms, do you? Thank God. No. no, that's perfectly fine. You know, here's the keys to your rooms. He has them all set up for you. And there's just one more thing I wanted to to let you know about. Chief Weaver, he had all this stuff like just tucked away in his his desk drawer. But I found the pictures and I took I took photos with my with my smartphone and then I printed those out and sent them off to the bureau and that's that's why they called y'all in. You know, more importantly, I don't I don't know about that whole pentagram thing. That that could have been something that she got into back when she was drinking and doing drugs and stuff. I'm not sure about that, but it is weird that Chief Weaver took a picture of that. More importantly was uh, something that was written on the wall that she wrote on the wall before she killed herself. Hmm. And I don't know if you heard about how she killed herself. I didn't. Would, would you mind telling us that? <sighs> well, she was working at that hell house. Mm-hmm. That haunted house that uh, the church is running. She slit her throat with a box cutter. In front of everybody, she did that. And before she did that, she wrote something on the wall. With what? It looked like just maybe a marker or something, but... Okay, okay. Here's what she wrote. He shows you a picture. She spent like 20 minutes writing on the wall? And Matt, why don't you go ahead and read that. What was written, the screed that was written on the wall behind Kelly Landrum. This is Satan's house. You cannot drive out Satan. You can call to God, but God will not help you because Satan killed him. Satan owns this house and everyone in it. This is Satan's house. Satan has a plan for us all. Satan is always with us and within us. He is the fire and the serpent and the devil in the darkness and all our bad thoughts. This is Satan's house and it is too late to leave. And that's where we're going to call this episode. Jack sucks. <laughs> hey. Well, let's go ahead and launch into our recommendos for this week. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Brian, since you're the first one on the Hangouts page. Shocker. It's an animation, and I'm sure everybody's heard of it. I'm sure most of you have already watched it, but for that very few group of people that are hiding in a cave, Netflix just released Castlevania. Unbelievably, definitely adult. Suggested watch it late at night. 
My only my only complaint of this this animation is I think it's five episodes. Be prepared. It's 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 a short. You can tell they were testing the waters. But I watched it when it first came out, and I binged the entire thing in one night. I'm going back to rewatch it again. It was that good. It, like three weeks later. So if you don't know the story of Castlevania, it's set I think in the 1400s. I'm not positive on the date, so I'll have to once I watch again, I can I can do an update on Twitter for that. Vampires were running rampant. Demons were running rampant. Dracula actually had pulled away from attacking and killing and just wanted to live in peace. And he met this woman who helped him do that and became his wife. Well, she was out on a pilgrimage to the town and the church snagged her up and accused her of being a witch. And we all know what happens after that. Dracula was not happy about his wife. So I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but we're going to put it at that because that's the lore. Everybody knows the story. So unbelievably well done. Perfect animation. Gory is all get out. Adult language, adult content. Highly suggested. Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and go on to Gabe. I have a also Netflix original thing. It's hard to call it a play, but that's really what it is. But it's recorded, so. But it's a play. It's called Oh Hello on Broadway, and it's absolutely hysterical. I, I remember I was working, and someone came in. It's like, you have to watch this. It's the most Gabe thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's basically two, uh, an old Jew and an old not Jew working, uh, trying to act in Hollywood, and they're both just old, angry politically incorrect and just hilarious it's got several legends that they bring i'm not going to spoil who they are because they act as surprises but they bring in two different legends to help them out it basically it's the story of their life but it's not realistic and it's just over the top and hilarious it's john mulaney and nick kroll even if you don't like plays you still might like this it's a it's just hilarious matthew how about you buddy only if you jeremy give me a number between one and 22 uh, that'd be 11. That's what I was going to say. This week, I'm going to tell you guys to go out and pick up and play a game called Super Amazing Wagon Adventure. It's a fun little indie game. It's kind of like, um, gosh, how do I even describe this? It's uh, kind of like the Oregon Trail. It's you and a group of friends in a wagon traveling, except it's like the Oregon Trail on acid. You know, because you do things like you go hunting, you get chased by bandits. When you come to a river crossing, you, you know, you jump over the river. And if you do it just right, you end up in space. As one will do. Yeah, it's it's a really great it's a really great little game. It's really fast paced and it's really well set for like one or two runs. You can hop in, play once or twice and then hop out. And it's just really great for doing in short bursts and just coming back to because you find something new every single time. That sounds like a lot of fun. My recommendo for this week is a documentary. I watched it on Shudder. It's called You're So Cool, Brewster. Yes! The story of Fright Night. Fright Night. And it is almost two hours long, and it's essentially a lot of the same players uh, who were in the original Fright Night. Uh, Tom Holland, Chris Sarandon, William Ragsdale, who plays uh, uh, Brewster. Evil Ed was in it. This chronicles everything that uh, led up to and involved the writing and uh, development of Fright Night, the original, how this was Tom Holland's very first directorial effort. And he was responsible for writing Psycho 2, 
if you ever saw that. And that's sort of what got him the gig and confidence to to stand his ground and direct his own first movie. And he's a big horror freak from back in the day. And basically he wanted to go in and, and just give a nod to all of the old classic horror films that he loved. But not to do it in a campy way, but to do it in a funny, humorous, but also really scary way. And it also uh, includes all of the original makeup artists and special effects guys and how they pulled off certain tricks. For instance, the most iconic thing is uh, the gigantic grin that she has at the very end. With all the teeth. Yeah, Tom Holland was like, you know what, we need something else. So he went to one of these special effects guys and he said, hey, can you just throw something together? We're only going to see it for like a second. Just like a second. And it's not going to even be, it's going to be in shadows and everything else. And then he went ahead and did this appliance. The makeup guy didn't want to do it because it was, you know, last minute. Put it together and it's the, the most iconic thing and it's on the poster and it turned into and like the guy the guy hated it the guy the makeup guy just I thought it was the worst effect oh, I love it <laughs> it's a really good documentary very exhaustive um, I was really happy in particular to see Chris Sarandon talk about his process and how there's theories about how uh, his vampire was gay and and that they were a couple with a sidekick but it was n- there was nothing ever discussed and there was nothing ever in the script it was just like one of those little fan theory type things so it's very cool and they've hired this actor to sort of play the Peter Vincent role and he's sort of playing like he's Peter Vincent or Roddy McDowell because Roddy's dead and he introduces the segments between the the documentary sections it takes a little getting used to because you're like you suck, buddy. You're not. You're not Rodney McDowell. <laughs> Nobody could be Rodney but McDowell. But after a while, it's it kind of grows on you. So I, I highly recommend it. And uh, it's on Shutter. I'm sure it's out there on other uh, platforms. You're so cool, Brewster. The story of Fright Night. How do you think he feels being the world's second most famous Tom Holland now? I was actually going to tweet him and say, hey, I loved you in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, what? So let's launch into our segment called Letters from Beyond. And I've decided to highlight a very recent Facebook post from Benjamin Davis, who wrote, The family scene between the Arroyos made me nostalgic for my childhood. Oh. And I said, you have our deepest sympathies. <laughs> Irish Catholic. Well, probably just the utter chaos of that scene. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thank you, Benjamin. Cool. We really appreciate your comment. Thank you. And man. we do remind everybody to uh, hop on Facebook and like our page. And, you know, we also hang out on the uh, Call of Cthulhu role-playing game uh, page and just sort of comment and uh, participate in that. But you feel free to send us uh, emails or Twitters or whatever you want and participate. Maybe we'll read your comment on the air. So that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or any other platform. Every platform. Five stars. All. Except for the Nintendo Wii. No, you can do that too. All your platforms are belonging to five stars. Give us uh, five me reviews. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. Links to our recommendos can be found on our website. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone happens to know where I can buy a Texas to English translator, uh, hit me up on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. And you can reach me at... Brian Podcast. Sorry, I was laughing from Matt's. And if you want to give me praises for my limited tweets and lack of ability, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And until next time, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, 
please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.